Hello, my name is Michael Head, and this is the DFTW Podcast. I am so honored that you would take time to listen to this podcast. I believe that this episode is going to help you grow both mentally, spiritually, and physically. If I can do anything for you as you're listening to this, you need to reach out. You can see all my information in the description. And thanks again for listening. Hello and welcome to the DFTW podcast. My name is Michael Head and this past week was so exciting here at the podcast. We hit 2,000 downloads and that is just insane. In only eight weeks for that to happen blows my mind. And so again, I just want to say thank you guys for telling people about this. I had no idea I would ever have 2,000 people that actually were listening to this. And so it is incredible. And thank you, thank you, thank you for those that are sharing it and saying different things and texting it to your friends. It is so much fun to hear from all of you in the different ways that the DFTW podcast is helping out. And also, if you have any stories or you're just wanting to say hello, please contact me at underscore Michael underscore head. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram, even uh, my Facebook page. Or you can email me at dftwpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and see how this podcast is helping you or if you have any ideas, anything like that. Would love just to start a conversation. And let's get started today as we're going to talk about something that I've been super excited to share and to talk about, and that is EMDR. The first time that I ever heard of EMDR was after my wife, Erica, did some EMDR on her own. And I was so confused because she would come home and she was completely exhausted after a one-hour session. It just seemed to totally drain her while what was the best part was she was able to move past and heal from some of her own trauma that she experienced in her life. And she mentioned how she would hang on to these little tappers and that they would vibrate back and forth and you would just think about your past. I was a little freaked out. Like, what is this woo-woo, this this stuff that you're doing, holding tappers, and they vibrate back and forth? I just said, babe, that's really good. I'm proud of you, and I'm glad it's working. Well, fast forward to a few years later, when in my personal life, a lot of things started to bubble up. And my therapist said, you know what, Michael? You should try EMDR. I immediately went back to what my wife was telling me about her experience and how I was going to hold tappers and I was going to just think on things. And I told my therapist, I don't know if that's a good idea. And she said, well, it has been proven to be one of the most effective treatments for trauma and PTSD, which stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. And I was like, all right, bet. Let's try it. I will give it a shot. Because at that point in my life, I was willing to do whatever it took to get back to feeling better. And they were right. I will say that from the beginning, EMDR has been amazing and has helped me to start to heal my brain. So the official name is 
Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. That's the EMDR, which is exactly what the process is. It's an interactive technique used to relieve psychological stresses. And EMDR is not a long-term therapy. It can be really depending on how deep your trauma is and if you will stay present and not disassociate. Because once you disassociate, because maybe for you, um, the trauma in your life was so just brutal and it was hard to think about what can happen is you naturally will disassociate because when you were a child or when you were when you experienced that trauma, your brain just turned off. And that's how you went into survival mode. So you would disassociate in the trauma. And when you think about that pain again and you think about that hard time, your brain can disassociate because it thinks, oh, we're back there. I got to protect you. EMDR can take a little bit longer depending on the depth of the trauma. What's great is, unlike most forms of talk therapy, it is almost impossible for those with a trauma to engage in. So talking about different things, for me, when I would start in my therapy and start talking about trauma and the things that had bubbled up, talking about it was almost impossible. I mean, the therapist would say one thing and ask me how I felt or ask me to to talk about the situation, and I couldn't even say it without crying, shutting down, getting angry. It was awful. Thinking truly, I am going to be stuck in this situation. Again, that was with talk therapy. EMDR is completely different. There is way less talking. Scientific studies have even shown that talking about trauma can make things much harder and the process much longer. That's why I'm so glad that I was introduced to this The goal of EMDR is to fully process past experiences so that we can sort out the emotions attached to those experiences. The negative thoughts and feelings that are no longer useful can be replaced with positive thoughts and feelings that encourage healthier behavior and social interaction. So, for example, I had been dealing with this one traumatic scene from my past for about six to seven months. I mean, it was awful. It was a an abuse situation that the moment that I would think about it or even like talk about it, I would flood. I would be shut down. And so flooding means that your emotions become so high that you can do nothing about it. And then for me, that would switch into disassociation where I would zone out. And this one scene was just so sad to me. And this past week, since recording this podcast, through EMDR, I was actually able to clear it after three sessions. Clearing it is what it's called. It is whenever you are able to think about that certain traumatic event and it not shut you down. For me, it has been so awesome that I'm able to even right now as I'm saying this, think about that scene and just be able to move on. And I want to talk to you about how that worked with EMDR. EMDR, what it does is you're starting to heal the neurotransmitters, which are supposed to be healed during a restful night's sleep. Meaning this, we have dreams at night, and those dreams sometimes are crazy. I'm not sure what you dream, but some of my dreams, I'm like, what in the world is that about? Why is a buffalo chasing a giraffe, and then there's all sorts of craziness. And so we have crazy dreams, and those dreams are actually 
our brains processing the things that we saw during the day. Our brain takes in so many different images and so many different sounds and so many different things. The brain takes it all in and we may not even have seen most of it. It has to be processed somehow. When we hit level four REM, restorative sleep, our eyes start to go back and forth, back and forth in a bilateral movement, which is the significance of that REM sleep. You are healing your brain. And so EMDR, which again stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, is creating that same bilateral eye movement that is happening at level 4 REM sleep. And there are many ways that a therapist can create this bilateral stimulation. You can hold the vibrating tappers, which is which is what I have done a lot. Uh, the therapist can actually tap on your knees back and forth or on your hands back and forth. You can watch a light bar go back and forth. You can watch a pointer stick. Or you can even have headphones that have bilateral sounds going from the left ear to the right ear to the left ear to the right ear. It's just about that bilateral movement, which again is mimicking the REM sleep that you hit when you're really resting and sleeping well, but you get to do it while you're awake. There are eight phases of EMDR, and the first one is history and treatment, where you will sit down and speak with your therapist about what is it that you are wanting to work on, and they will design a treatment plan for you. The second is preparation. And this is to be able to help calm yourself down because the way EMDR works is you actually go into that scene in your mind. You actually go into that trauma where you've experienced the most pain. And what you've got to be able to do is to be able to stay in the here and now, to be able to stay present. They prepare you and they give you certain techniques to be able to keep you grounded whenever you are thinking about that trauma. Third thing is assessment. The fourth thing is desensitization, which that's the goal, is we want to desensitize the thoughts and the emotions that we're having. Again, as you're doing EMDR, you are thinking about that moment, and then you are processing it by doing a bilateral movement back and forth, back and forth of whatever modality that the therapist wants. The fifth thing is installation which installs positive cognition around the trauma. The fifth is installation, which installs a positive cognition around the trauma. For me, I was able to place Jesus into these traumas, which was huge for me. Because when I would think about the trauma that have come up and I think about the things that had happened, I felt so alone and scared and that I was really nothing and I was useless. Because what happens whenever we have the trauma, our mind and our brain goes into the fight, flight, or freeze mentality. And for me, I did a lot of freezing. And so I felt like as a child, I could not get out of those situations. The fifth is installation, which is so awesome. So as you're doing the therapy, the therapist may ask a question, who do you want to bring with you into this scene? And for me, I love to bring Jesus When I think about the scenes and I think about the pain and I think I'm all alone, the best thing for me is to put Jesus into that situation. And what that does is it helps me to realize that I am not all by myself. 
I'm actually in charge now, and I have brought Jesus into that scene with me. Again, that may sound so crazy to the person who is listening to this, like, what are you talking about? But I'm telling you, as those of us who have been through traumatic events, you feel alone, and what this does is you are able to take charge over the moment. You're no longer frozen. We can take charge, and we get to change how the story ends. And so that's installation. A sixth thing is body scan, where you'll be asked, where are you feeling it? And you may have felt that before, like whenever you're very sad or something happens, maybe you have a headache or your jaw is tight or your stomach's hurting. Those are legit responses to whatever may be happening, not just trauma, but to life. Our body holds in emotions. And that's why when you're able to get them out and able to deal with them, you feel free. Seventh is closure. And eighth is reevaluation which means you are evaluating how you're feeling now thinking about that certain traumatic event. And in the beginning, the therapist may ask, on a scale from 1 to 10, how awful are you feeling about this event? And you may say, 7. It is just really bad. At the very end, as you've done the process, they ask the question again in the reevaluation. So now, how are you feeling about it? And the goal is that it goes down. So for me... When I was thinking about that one experience, it was a 10 plus plus plus. I was so shut down by it. And now as I've done some work and I've really done a lot of prayer and I've given it to the Lord and through EMDR, it was a 10 and now it's like a two. And that is so amazing. And so I obviously am a big fan of EMDR. But the truth is, some people are able to process trauma completely different than others, and your brain does an amazing job for you. And you're doing that through REM sleep, you're doing it through talking to people, and that is awesome. And there may be some that you try this EMDR and it doesn't work out for you, and that's totally understandable. But for some, I know that it can really work and it can help to set you free. This is strictly a resource. This could truly help you or a loved one. It may not be for you, and again, that's okay. I firmly believe in EMDR as one of the best modalities of therapy for trauma. It takes a lot of work, and it takes commitment to want to be better. And if you're committed, and if you find an amazing therapist that can help you and is trained in EMDR, I really think that you will reap the benefits of a new and healthier you. I now want to add to the podcast from this point on. At the end of each podcast, I want to share with you what am I enjoying right now. And what I'm enjoying is running. I absolutely love it, especially when the weather is so nice outside. Man, the great thing is I can just go on a run or I can go on a jog or even a walk. And when I'm finished, I feel so good. And it's really nice to just go on a run and have no agenda and just come back. And it may be a mile, it may be two miles, who knows what it is. And what you will experience is a sort of high, if you will, whenever you're done. You feel accomplished. You feel like, man, I've done something. Your brain is telling you, thank you. And some call that a runner's high. The cool part is, is that what you've been doing on that walk or that run is bilateral movements. That's right, the back and forth, back and forth, which we just talked about with EMDR. Notice how good you feel after going on this walk or this run, and for some, you may feel tired, yet amazing. 
The same is true with EMDR. You are going to be somewhat tired and you could feel absolutely amazing. And so what am I loving right now? I am loving a lot of things, but today I just want to say I'm loving running. And one more thing that I want to share is out of the Old Testament in Judges 6.12. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And so before this, Gideon is threshing wheat in a wine press, which looks like a meaningless job to so many people. And he probably feels like, what am I doing? This is pointless. I have felt that way before, like I'm doing something that makes absolutely no sense. Or maybe for you, you feel like your life makes no sense and you feel like what you're doing is pointless and meaningless and nobody is watching you and you just kind of feel awful. Well, be encouraged because God is not looking at the situation that we are in. He is looking at who he called you to be and he calls all of us to be a mighty warrior. He has us. He's got us. Let's try not to focus on where we are, and let's focus on who He is calling us to be. Thank you so much again for listening to the Don't Forget to Write podcast. You guys are seriously the true winners, and I'm so thankful. And for those of you that you've hung on and you've listened all the way to the end, I just want to say you're amazing and I want to reward some of you. And so here's how I want to do that. If you stayed here all the way to the end, if you could post on Instagram and tag me, I am going to give away a few gifts to some lucky winners. And I've done this before and some of you are so excited about what you received. And so please do that. Tag me on Instagram and say, I made it to the end, and I will send you a little gift. And we will see you next time right here on the DFTW Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. If this podcast brought you any value, it would mean so much to me if you could go and leave a five-star review and just in the description of it, what were your takeaways from this episode? And please remember, if I can do anything for you or for a loved one, for someone that you care about, please reach out. You can go to nextstepcoach.org. You can fill out the short application so that we can work together. It's a true investment in your life and an investment that will change the direction that you are headed. Thanks again.